It's time for the Podcateer Podcast. Good morning, Christopher Robin. Oh, good morning, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, well, glad to meet you. Name's Tigger. T-I-double-G-er. That spells Tigger. Now, isn't this a clever disguise? It's the Podcateer Podcast with your host, Mark Tanner. Take it away, Mark. This could be about anything. And if you're like me, you wait and see. For I've got curiosity. Hello, Podcateers, and welcome to episode 87 of the Podcateer Podcast. I hope you are all having a magical Disney week. <laughs> it's uh, been a week full of uh, some very interesting announcements. The main one being the one that uh, was debuted on the uh, Ellen DeGeneres show. And that is the fact that we are going to have a sequel to Finding Nemo. And uh, that sequel is going to be called Finding Dory. Now, of course, Dory was voiced by Ellen DeGeneres. And according to Ellen, all of the cast members from the original Finding Nemo will be back, which is good to hear. Same director and everything. So we should have a good show. Uh, and it brought up uh, a lot of interesting things. Now, I'm going to play you next. I'm going to play the segment of Ellen's show where she... Uh, made that announcement. So up next, here's Ellen. Today is our first show back. Uh, we, we were in Australia, so this is our first day back since we've been in Australia. It was exciting. I was in Australia for a week. I was in uh, Sydney for two days, Melbourne for two days, and then four days on a plane. <laughs> it's very far away. It was an amazing trip, and I just want to say to all the people of Australia, uh, Australia? <laughs> There's a bit of jet lag. Uh, seriously, everyone in Australia, uh, if you find my cell phone charger in my hotel room, send it to me. I left it there. Um, I learned a few things while I was there. I learned that you can't just walk up to people and ask to look at their pouches. That's one thing I learned. <laughs> And when I was in Sydney, I learned that there's no street called 42 Wallaby Way, like in Finding Nemo. I went looking for it. What's next? Sea turtles don't talk? What am I going to... Breaks my heart. Wherever I go, people are always asking me about Finding Nemo, and are they going to make a Finding Nemo 2? And I didn't realize that I guess I've mentioned it on the show uh, once or twice. And now it's time for our new segment. How come every animated movie is doing a sequel except Finding Nemo? Can you believe it's been 11 years since the Toy Story movie? 11 years. What's more incredible, it's been seven years since the last Finding Nemo movie. If this is some kind of practical joke, it's not funny. They made a movie on this, uh, and then it was so successful, then they made a sequel. Um, which is what happens when uh, movies are very, very successful, except in the case of Finding Nemo. Boy, but that's frustrating. Yeah. I thought I'll watch the Super Bowl and it's fun, but it's just something I'll do once and I'll never do again. Uh, like, what's the word for it? Oh, yeah, Finding Nemo. And um, every single day I say, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. I'm going to put a picture on my vision board. I hope it works better than my Finding Nemo sequel um, board. Nemo! <laughs> 
would be hard because it's not easy to make a good sequel and it's almost impossible to get the entire cast together with the same writers and directors and producers. Anyway, that brings us to Shrek 4. Finding Nemo, 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 Finding Nemo. I'm a positive, patient person, and I know that when you have a successful movie, usually they make a sequel. So I waited and I waited, and finally I got the call from the director, Andrew Stanton, who I love very much, very talented man, and uh, he said, uh, yes, indeed, we are going to make Toy Story 3. And <laughs> I said, hooray for Tom Hanks, finally something good for him. And um, so then I waited some more, and knowing that one day Andrew Stanton, who I love very much, would call me again, and not too long ago he called and he said, Ellen, the rumors are true, we're going to go ahead and make Cars 2. <laughs> I wasn't mad, I was furious, and, but I really believe that one day it would happen, and today I am proud to officially announce that Pixar is making a sequel to Finding Nemo. <laughs> They say I'm one of top, uh, the five top contenders to play the part of Dory. So, <laughs> now I will be Dory again, which is the most fun in the world to play Dory. And actually, the entire sequel is about Dory. The name of the movie is called Finding Dory, and that is the name of the movie. Kids, let that be a lesson to you. Anything is possible if you're patient and you beg hard enough on national television. <laughs> I'm excited that it's finally happening, and I read the script. It's fantastic. It's hilarious. It's warm. It's, it's everything that you want it to be. Uh, but the thing about those movies, they're brilliant, and they take a long time to make. So it won't be in theaters until 2015. But in Australia, I think that's tomorrow. So... <laughs> it's not that far away. So uh, put up the countdown clock, please. I think we have it. Here we go. One... Million three hundred ninety-five thousand three hundred and sixty-two minutes to go. So we will count down, and to help pass the time, you're all going to go home with a copy of Finding Nemo on Blu-ray. And I won't make you wait any longer for this dance. So that was a very interesting announcement. Uh, she kind of drug it out a little bit more than uh, I would have, but hey, it's her show. Uh, now, also, uh, she did an interview on a news show. I didn't catch which one of the shows it was. And she gave a little bit more detail about uh, what was going on. So up next is an interview with Ellen DeGeneres, also talking about Finding Dory. Will you quit it? What? I'm trying to swim here. What, the ocean isn't big enough for you or something like that? Huh? You got a problem, buddy? Huh? Huh? Do you? Do you? Do you? The director, Andrew asked me if I would be a part of this film and uh, it said he created this this fish with with me in mind with my he heard my voice and said that's Dory and uh, so it's the first time anyone came to me with a movie that they created a character for me and it turns out it's a fish so that's um, flattering and frightening at the same time you know they say that the animators sometimes take the person who's doing the voice into consideration when they animate the character Yes, yeah, supposedly they they film you and then they they uh, your characteristics are in the 
the the fish or whatever there. I I have not seen it yet, and I hear that uh, I supposedly look a little like that. And uh, but when you look at it, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I guess, you know, we never see ourselves as we really are. <laughs> and if that's what I look like, I just have to accept it. Help! Help! When you're in the booth and you're saying your lines, maybe when you're speaking whale, mm -hmm. is there a moment where you're just looking going, am I making a complete idiot of myself? Well, that is was, anyone going to get this? You know, that was what was great about it is I, I didn't care. I really just showed up and they said, you're going to speak whale. And I was like, okay, I guess I know what a whale sounds like. We need to find and then I, uh, I just, they wanted to hear the words, so I just incorporated words in the whale. And it really does hurt your throat. Ellen has had a long road back to the winner's circle. Five years ago, she announced she was gay and endured a public backlash. She says people misunderstood her reasons for coming out. It's not about my sexuality. It's got nothing to do with it. It's just, it's something that I didn't feel like holding on to anymore. It's something I didn't feel like feeling shame about. I just wanted it to be, I didn't want it to be a secret anymore. And, and unfortunately, it became a huge thing. It became all that people talked about. What a difference half a decade makes. A stint hosting the Emmys and an HBO special put Ellen back in business, and these days she's busier than ever. Film, talk shows, HBO special, uh, book coming out. Was there ever a time when all that <laughs> didn't seem like it was going to be possible? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm an example that, that uh, you shouldn't give up, that no matter how bleak something looks, that you shouldn't give up. And what turned it around for you, though? Uh, I did my last HBO special, which was three years ago, um, called The Beginning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I wasn't being called on anything. No one was hiring me or the phone wasn't ringing. And I, I just decided this is crazy. You know, I hadn't done stand-up in eight years because I had had a, a television show. And when that got canceled, I just thought, I'll go back to how I started. I'll go back to the beginning. It, this, this has been uh, quite a journey for me. And I, I certainly, more than anybody, am you know, aware of, of how hard this business is, and especially to, give, to be given a, another chance like this and to feel like I, I just God, kept I walking. I just kept so moving. Sorry. And or as Dory would say, I'm just so keep so swimming. You know? I mean, I, I really feel like that is the thing you have to do no matter what. You just keep going. And... Um, and if you're doing something from a place of truth, it can't hurt you. As you can imagine, that brought up a lot of excitement about not just this movie, but also maybe some possible other uh, Disney Pixar sequels that people would like to see. And uh, AMC had a little uh, snippet on their uh, blog, website, whatever this is uh, called, and... Uh, went into some detail about some other things they'd like to see, and one of them I really agree with. So here's, here's that little snippet. The world and characters of the 2003 Pixar smash hit Finding Nemo will officially return to AMC theaters on November 25th, 2015, with the sequel Finding Dory. Dory was the character of Ellen DeGeneres, who voiced the friendly but forgetful blue tang fish in the original. Finding Dory will have all of the major characters return, as well as some new ones, and as the title suggests, this one will have a lot more Dory. <laughs> Schnepp, can you get excited for Finding Dory? I sure can. I mean, hey, it took them 12 years to make a sequel. I didn't think they were ever going to make sequels to Pixar movies. And now we have Cars 2, we have 
uh, Finding Dory. Uh, I'm I'm still waiting for that incredible sequel. That's the one I really want. So. Amen. I mean, I think yeah, Finding Dory, uh, Ellen DeGeneres is adorable. I love the character. Uh, maybe the third one, they will wait till 2050 to make it. And we'll all be dead <laughs> or something. So, you know, it's it's funny. A lot of to a lot of people, Finding Nemo is their favorite Pixar film, and this is how good Pixar is. Okay, I don't even think. It, Finding Nemo's in my top five Pixar films. That's how good Pixar is. Because Finding Nemo is awesome. Personally, I would put ahead of it films like Wall-E, Up, Ratatouille, uh, Toy Story 3, The Incredibles, the aforementioned The Incredibles. I mean, that's just how packed and how much of a powerhouse Pixar Studios has been. But I, I've got to... In talking about any kind of a sequel, and I am excited for Finding Nemo 2. I think Dory was a great character, mm -hmm. um, and I, I love returning to that world. But I, whenever you talk about Pixar sequels, like Schnepp brought up, you have to reassert the objection, where is Incredibles 2? That, that is the one Pixar movie of any of them that is best suited for a sequel, that is dying for a sequel, that has so many places they could go with a sequel, and we're and still no word, no rumor, nothing. Please bring us Incredibles too. I wanna go park hopping fast, by dropping, flying through space, mountain, sky. Magical go. dreaming tower, drop screaming. It's a spectacular night. I wanna Jungle go. cruise, roaring toy story, scoring electric light parade in my heart, soaring. Everyone go. dancing, fireworks blasting. Let's go to Disney summer night. Now, as you can imagine, uh, all the uproar uh, that came up after the Finding Dory announcement, a number of different uh, little uh, websites like this and news people brought up the idea, that why don't we have an incredible sequel? You know, it, it ended as if there was going to be a sequel. And I understand that it, that didn't necessarily mean that there was going to be. Just to show that the family was going to continue on doing what they were doing was maybe all that that meant at the end of the movie. But it was such a good movie. And it, it really would have been a perfect movie for a continuing sequel, even a series. I think an incredible series, if it was done well, like this this kind of quality would have been really cool. I would have loved to have seen it. Now, as you can imagine, somebody did finally ask Brad Bird, and uh, here's what Brad Bird had to say about it. Any chance of an incredible sequel? 
Um, I love the world and I love the characters. Um, I think the bar at Pixar is set very high um, with the Toy Story films, which I think uh, um, either of the two sequels are just as good as the original. And, and I would want any incredible sequel to be uh, the same. So uh, if I can figure out a whole story that, that holds up, I would uh, be happy to do it. During the last few years, we've ventured into a lot of different fields. And we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a monster. So I wonder what that means, coming out of Mr. Bird. It doesn't sound like he's completely cutting off the idea that we're going to have a incredible sequel, but it certainly doesn't sound like it's coming any time in the near future. They've got uh, several movies in the uh, plans here. We've got airplanes coming out pretty soon. You've got uh, the Finding Dory movie, which is uh, 2015. And I forget what the one about uh, inside the person's brain is called. Uh, you know, but they haven't had a series of just like wonderful, great, tip-top movies here. Uh, the Wrecking Ralph, you know, Wreck-It Ralph was was not, uh, you know, the kind of spectacular hit that they've seen in the past from Pixar. So uh, maybe they're starting to hit a little bit of a downturn. Now it wasn't terrible, and uh, Brave was was an excellent film. But I don't think even Brave, the, the quality of the animation was wonderful. But the story could have been a little better. I think it was lacking somewhat. So uh, maybe, maybe Pixar is starting to, starting to fall on hard times. So maybe bringing an Incredibles sequel in uh, wouldn't be such a bad idea. It'll be interesting to see how... Uh, airplanes does the Cars 2 sequel was I mean it was okay but it wasn't it wasn't nearly as good as Toy Story 3 now that one that one was uh, uh, I think the best of the three films I I think it exceeded the first one so I guess we'll see what goes on uh, as uh, they bring out the films and we'll see if we ever do get an incredible sequel you know, the, these things, you can't just put them off forever and ever because the voice actors get older, things happen, you know, you start losing people, and, and all of a sudden uh, you can't do it. You know, there's there's people involved in these things that are older than they sound like. I, I'm not sure exactly what the ages of the people that were in the cars, uh, or not cars, but uh, Incredibles film uh you know what their ages are, but you know you can't ever tell. There's young people that uh, don't make it, so that that can be a risk if you put off uh, the next film ten years. And plus, the people that saw the first film all of a sudden aren't in the same age group anymore, and maybe they don't care about seeing a, an incredible sequel. So I guess we'll just uh, see what happens there. It, but it is something I would like to see. I definitely would enjoy it. All right, well, uh, this is going to be a little bit of a short show this week. I'm going to uh, dig up 
some audio from the park and play for you next. I haven't decided what yet, actually. <laughs> but I like to have the show at a half an hour, and we're we're just coming up on 20 minutes right now. So we're going to have a little bit of audio, then I'll come back and say goodbye. This has been another one of them uh, chemo weeks, so I'm kind of feeling a little uh, cruddy, but not too bad. Alrighty, so uh, on with the rest of the show and see what wonderful audio I can dig up for you. I'll try to find something I've never played before. I got a lot of stuff. Up next, that. Okay, now what I got up for you here next is a replay of the 45th anniversary uh, performance of the Tiki Room that I recorded live at the park. So I hope you don't mind hearing it again. Because uh, I think it's a pretty good little piece of audio. And it uh, was recorded by me. So here we go.
behalf of our friends at Dole, welcome to Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Now before the show begins, just a few reminders. Our performers are very easily distracted, so please refrain from taking any flash pictures and make sure your cell phones are turned off. Feel free to enjoy refreshments during our show, but as a courtesy to others, make sure you dispose of any empty containers in the trash bins as you exit. If you should need to leave the theater at any time, just exit on the opposite side from which you came, give those doors a push, and they'll open automatically. Whether you're here to celebrate our 45th birthday, or you're just here for the air conditioning, we hope you enjoy the timeless magic of Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Jose, wake up. Oh, buenos senorita. My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Oh, look at all the people. And welcome to Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Hey, Michael, mi amigo, pay attention, it's show time. So it is. And what darling people I have sitting under me. Pierre, you rascal, you. Let's put on the show. Mon ami, I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. <laughs> oh, pardon, madame. That result was for my good friend, Fritz. Ah, oh, to Lima, I almost fell out of my upper perch. Glad to see you all aboard. Sure, or <laughs> wherever you are. My goodness, you're all staring at us. People have thought the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the glee club. Ole! Ole! It's showtime! All people sing words. Welcome to a tropical hideaway. You lucky people, you. If we weren't in the show starting right away, we'd be the audience too. All together in the Sing words. I sing so beautiful, I should sing solo. See, so low we can't hear you. That voice may not be so me amigo, stop the clucking. You sound like a bunch of old hymns. There's a lot of birds waiting to go on. For instance, because of their claws. The bird of paradise is an elegant bird. It likes to be seen and it loves to be heard. Most little birdies will fly away, but the tiki room birds are here every day. All the birds sing words. All magnificent production is yet to come. So strum the guitar and beat the drum. We've been a hit and we know you adore us. So come on and join us in another chorus. A little softer. A little louder. 
Let's give the little birdies a great big hand. And now, senors and senoritas, please place your eyes into the center of the room, that is. We present the enchanted fountain. Gentlemen, now we present him from the islands, a musical duo. 
stolen my thunder. I think someone has left the chower running. Be careful, me fine friends. The gods have been angered by all the celebrating. But me buckles, every cloud has a silver line. The shoe and the It's time to see a Olé, olé! Applause! Let's give the birds a standing ovation. Applause! A butt down there! Applause! Everybody stand up on your feet! Olé! And now, as long as you're all standing, we have a wonderful magic trick for you. Yeah, a wonderful trick. Everybody, face the door. And the trick is, we're going to make you all disappear. <laughs> It's the 45th anniversary showing of uh, the Tiki Room here in Disneyland. It's still the original one. So I hope you enjoyed it. Okay, Podcateers, hope you enjoyed this week's show, as I just said. And <laughs> I hope you'll be with us next week when we'll be back here for episode 88 of the Podcateer Podcast. So y'all take good care of yourselves. You have a magical Disney week. And uh, don't tell anybody, but we'll see you at the park. Podcateer is in no way associated with the Walt Disney Company or any of its affiliates. Any similarity to living persons or Disney characters without satirical purpose or the act of reviewing a product or reporting on an event is entirely coincidental. This podcast is a production of Toys Etc. in Southern California, and is protected by a Creative Commons, share alike 3.0 license. To contact us at Podcateer, please email us at podcateer at earthlink.net. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland has now concluded its normal operating day. Yeah, folks! And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh. It's that time 
What time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy? Oh, oh. Now, now it's time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C See you real soon Thomas Mickey Mouse K-E-Y Why? Because we like you M-O-U-S-E For your shopping convenience, this evening Main Street will remain open for an additional half hour.